At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Morning to you. Follow the money on VSIN, the sports betting network. We, uh, we will talk UFC 264. Poirier taking on McGregor in five minutes with Jordan Sherwood. We'll have him break down the card, uh, see if he likes. By the way, that number moved, I think, yesterday to Poirier minus 140, I think I saw at one point after the press conference. Right over your shoulder right now at uh, Circus Sports. Connor McGregor is plus 120. Mm. Yeah, you don't get that very often. No, you don't. When Connor fights. Well, uh, updated odds to win the NBA Finals after the Suns pulled away after the first quarter to take a care, uh, care of the Bucks last night and win by 10 points. They are, let's see here, they're minus 455 to win the series. To win in five games, the Suns are plus 230. For a sweep, they're 4-1. to one. If you like the Bucks to come back and win, you can get them to win in seven games at plus 650 or in six games at plus 750. Mm-hmm. I'll pass on that. Yeah, I, uh, although they're not dead, as we discussed earlier today in the show, and I do expect this team to come back and win Game 3 in Milwaukee. I expect that the players on the team, not named Giannis, will have better games than they did last night. Namely, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Uh-huh. And those guys have got to step up. And I would expect they do. And like, you know, like we talked about in the first hour, a lot of times when you're back home, the role players uh, all step up and play much better. And the Bucks have a lot of guys on their roster who need to play much better than they did in games one and two when by far the best player on the team was the guy who came into the series with a questionable status and a hyperextended knee 
and uh, the Greek freak has uh, done all he can uh, to carry this team to this point. I, I do. There's one spot in the rest of this series where I do like the Bucks, and it's going to be Sunday. Yep. And it's probably first quarter, first half, maybe for the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, get creative on figuring out how, exactly how you want to bet the Bucks. But I'm with you on that. I think they do win the game overall, and I think they come out and. By the way, don't like. I think Middleton. I don't know about Holiday at this point, but I think Middleton certainly plays a better game than last night. He had a lot of shots. Let's be honest here. He had a lot of shots last night that went in and out. Like so, the the touch was there. He just he maybe a little bit of an unlucky roll for him. I think those shots will go in. And uh, he is he is a nice player. I don't think he deserved 178 million dollars, but he is a good player. We've seen it throughout the playoffs. Um, the crazy part is though, don't you have as a as a guy on the team with Giannis, aren't you almost embarrassed as the game is unfolding? Be- of course. Be- because his stat, like he, we 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 didn't think he was going to be able to play, and he's out there. His guts are being left on the court, and he's arguably the best player on the court between the two teams. And you show up as a team and provide no help. Yeah, I think there's no doubt. Middleton, Holiday, guys like that have to be embarrassed. Uh, Giannis scored forty-two, and Middleton has uh, eleven points. 11 points. That's unacceptable. Can't happen. He won one for six from three, and Holiday shoots seven for 21. So, yeah, pride's going to kick in with uh, those guys in Middleton and Holiday. I would, I would expect play much better on Sunday. And yeah, you can bet this. I think the challenge is trying to figure out how to bet it. Mm-hmm. You're going to bet bucks. You're going to split your unit. You're going to How much are you going to bet on this? You're going to bet bucks first quarter, first half, full game. You're going to bet the money line. Would you not mess around with oh. the points? That's that's the decision uh, I've got to figure out. how I'm going to bet the box. A full betting breakdown of UFC 264. Next, Jordan Sherwood joins the show. Does he like Connor as the dog? We'll ask him coming up. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Struggling Chicago Cubs at home with the St. Louis Cardinals at Wrigley Field this afternoon. Hendricks 10 and 4, a 3.83 ERA. $1.67 favorite against Wade LeBlanc of the Cardinals, plus 154, 8.5 under the total. Dallas Keiko on the hill for the White Sox, who have won 7 of 10. They're $1.41 favorite at the Orioles, 10 flat at Camden Yards. Dustin Poirier, $1.25 favorite over Conor McGregor in UFC. 264 is main event Saturday in Las Vegas. McGregor plus 105. Milwaukee Bucks, a three-and-a-half point home favorite over Phoenix in Game 3 of the NBA Finals Sunday of the Pfizer Forum, total 222-and-a-half. These hand breaks down all the betting angles for UFC 264 from Las Vegas from the prelims to the main event featuring Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Get sharp betting analysis from the industry's top UFC handicappers, including analytical insight on every fighter and prop available on the card. vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. VSIN is your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We bring you. In-depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Two of those three on the show with us today. Sign up for the free VSEN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike, our live preview show with updates from all of our fight experts 
Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free betting guide at vcin.com slash free. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans here on a Friday, and we do have uh, UFC 264 tomorrow night, and Jordan Sherwood joins the program now, host of the main event on ESPN West Palm. Jordan, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Uh, good. I mean, obviously, always excited for a fight week, but it's uh, amped up, uh, as I'm sure you're feeling right now, with, with Conor McGregor at the top of the bill. So excited to talk about it uh, with you guys this morning. It's a good week here in Las Vegas, for sure. Uh, the city is buzzing once again. It's good, it's good to have it back. Um, let me ask you this. Based on what you saw yesterday uh, during the, uh, you know, the pre-fight press conference and the way that Connor resorted back to being the Connor of old and Dana White earlier this week said that, uh, you know, Connor's not himself right now. Like, he's not, he's not cocky. He doesn't want to do media. He's taking it very seriously. And then we saw that, and he's, you know, the Connor of old, like I said, he's throwing stuff. He's getting in... Um, Poirier's face, he's trying to kick him when they're doing like the whole stare down, that kind of thing. Is that an act of desperation, do you think, from Connor, or just who he is and who he has to be before the fight? I, I think it's who he's become. I, I, I'm not that sure that he was that, that type of personality or that type of person early on in his career, but obviously on his way up being a dual-weight champion, I mean, that's how he won fights. I think that's how he won the first fight against Dustin Poirier. He was completely in Dustin's head. Dustin, you know, just let go of his game plan uh, and then obviously gets knocked out for the effort. Now, you know, years later, Dustin is a different fighter. So I, I don't look at it more so on, on the end of Conor McGregor because that's the answer we always expect from Conor McGregor. I look at it from Dustin Poirier, who has matured, who is not going to be intimidated, who is not going to get into the mind games uh, that, that Conor McGregor wants to play. He's going to do the weigh-in. He's going to do the customary press conference and show up and fight. So... Uh, while, you know, Conor McGregor, I, I think similarly to like Mike Tyson and how he won fights before the fights even happened in his heyday, that's how Conor McGregor won a lot of his fights. Jose Aldo comes to mind, obviously Dustin. So I, I'm not so much focused on, on, on what Conor did because that's what Conor does each and every time out. Have you bet this fight yet or are you waiting? Because, uh, you know, we kicked this around again for going back to last week. At one point here at Circa, it was completely flipped where McGregor was a you know probably a dollar twenty favorite and Poirier was around even money. Now it's flipped and Poirier's about a buck forty in the fight and you can catch McGregor at plus one twenty. Yeah, I, I grabbed I grabbed Poirier at plus money uh, early on last week. I also grabbed him early on this week at plus money to win via you know inside the distance. Um, but now and as I've, I, I know the conversations that you've been having with, with Lou and other guys uh, about this fight, Adam Hill and, and, and whatnot, now you wait. Now you wait for if, if that public money, if that Irish money comes in on Conor McGregor to, to flip it back to either a pick or even Dustin at, at plus money. Because Dustin's my pick to win this fight. I, I, I just don't see, uh, unless Conor McGregor's going to you know, really get him out of there in the first 30 seconds, how Dustin loses this fight because he knows how to win. So my advice now is to wait. To wait until all that money comes in on Connor because it's going to, it's going to come in on Connor McGregor, uh, and then you grab Dustin at the at the best price you can. Yeah, right now it's circa uh, Dustin Poirier minus one forty, Connor plus one twenty. So that's the best price I think out there on Connor right now is plus one twenty. Yeah, DraftKings has one hundred five. Connor said uh, he knows now what the game plan is going to be. He's going to adjust, and um, it's going to be a different fight. Do you believe that, or you think that's just talk from him? 
I, I believe I do believe that. I mean, for for everything that Connor brings, you know, pre-fight and all the trash talk, I, I, he does prepare himself, and, and he does come from from a good camp that'll spend time. So I do believe that Connor McGregor will make an adjustment. And if you really want to get X's and O's, it's to the calf kicks that led to the finish. He's going to, you know, uh, definitely check some, or he should be checking some. Uh, and then that changes up. But at the end of the day, I think maybe the fight lasts a little bit longer, but not by much. I still think Dustin Poirier, multitude of ways for him to win this fight. He's not going to get into a firefight. He's not going to be intimidated. Uh, and I see, again, another finish and, and Dustin Poirier getting his hand raised and winning the trilogy. All right, so would you bet this at circuit right now you can play Poirier inside the distance, yes, a plus 150. Is that a way you would look to bet it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I don't see how this fight goes to the judges' scorecards. Uh, and as I just alluded to, I, I like Dustin all day in this fight. So, yes, uh, I would grab him at plus money. I think he could even win this fight via submission, and I've seen that at play, in some places at 6-1, to 7-1. to one. I think he could tag, uh, you know, Conor McGregor, and we've seen him uh, that happen to him, uh, and then, you know, get submitted, like uh, his fight against Nate Diaz, his fight against uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. So that might be a fun prop also to play in addition to inside the distance for Dustin. Okay, so you say you see Dustin finishing him one way or the other, either you know TKO, KO, or by submission. And I know what you're talking about, how the fight might go a little bit longer this time. Th- this can be you know risky with the bets, obviously, but you can find a bunch of this stuff all over here at Circa. They offer it. If you were going to place a bet on which round Dustin finishes him off in, would you pro- would you look at the second? Does it go in the first? Well, how do you examine that? I, I yeah, I would say the second or the third. I mean, I like the under at, at two and a half. It's it, you know. Dollar sixty, dollar fifty, in some places. I, I think there's going to probably be a little bit of more tentativeness uh, on both fighters just to see what 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 they bring to the table. So my my recommendation would be the second or the third round for for the finish to occur uh, for Dustin Poirier. Okay, how about the Burns Wonderboy Thompson fight and uh, Thompson in that dollar sixty neighborhood to take on Gilbert Burns? Who do you like here? Yeah, I still think that, that, that that's a, a very fair price to, to grab Wonderboy at. I mean, Gilbert Burns, to win this fight, is going to have to do things that he does not like to do. And he's going to have to get this fight into a clinch. He's going to have to get close. Uh, and he's going to have to try and drag a guy to the ground uh, in, in Wonderboy, who, who, who has outstanding takedown defense. He's going to have a three-inch reach advantage, and he has the striking advantage. And this is also a three-round fight, not a five-round fight. So... Uh, I don't like Gilbert Burns' chances to win. I also grabbed Wonderboy at that price, and I also like Wonderboy via a decision because I think, again, he's a point fighter. He's not looking for the knockout, and I think he, he coasts to a, you know, a 29-28 or even a unanimous decision victory over Gilbert Burns. Okay. I want to talk about a couple of heavyweights, uh, Tui Vasa and Greg Hardy. And um, Tui Vasa minus 140, I think that's the DraftKings number. And uh, it's a little bit lower here. It's circuit minus 125. Greg Hardy, former NFL player, obviously. How do you think that fight plays out? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think one of the guys is certainly going to get finished. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe that this will go to the judges' scorecard. I think it's a bad matchup for Greg Hardy. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. And I don't, obviously, look, my opinion doesn't matter of, of the man. I mean, I'm not a fan uh, of his history. He has put in the work. I've heard from my contacts in American Top Team and, and where he's been. Like, he, he goes to the gym. He goes to the gym. He works hard. He gets better every single day. But this is a bad matchup. This is a guy in, in Tuivasa that's not going to get, you know, uh, you know, tagged early or be intimidated by Greg Hardy. He's just as athletic as, as, uh, as Greg Hardy, even though he drinks beer out of a shoe called <laughs> Tui to celebrate the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I like to 
to Avasa, uh, you know, in this fight. Uh, and I think he gets his hand raised uh, on Saturday night. All right, that's cool. I was looking at two of us there as well, and that's uh, that's going to be two guys throwing bombs. Yep, and uh, that's going to be a good fight. I'm curious. Go ahead, Mitch. I got to uh, it's follow the money here on yeah. Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Jordan Sherwood is our guest host of the main event on ESPN West Palm. Uh, I think it was actually Adam Hill who asked Sugar Shane O'Malley this week about you know embracing the role of being the, the next Conor McGregor, and he's like, yeah, sure. I, you know, I, I think I can be that guy. What are What's the best way to approach betting this fight? He's I'm looking right now. He's minus six seventy five here at Circa. I see as high as minus eight thirty five for God's sakes at other spots. But even if you want to, he's going to win the fight, barring like a miracle or an injury, I would guess. But like inside the distance, Jordan, he's minus three sixty via t- uh, TKO or KO. He is minus two ninety, I believe, is the number on O'Malley. Uh, how would you bet this fight, or is it total stay away? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to have fun, Mitch, you, you go Sean O'Malley via submission at twelve to one. Okay. And look, I know that I know that's odd because O'Malley's obviously not a submission fighter, and actually, I think he doesn't even have any submission wins. Uh, he has one. Okay, he has one in his in his mixed martial arts career, but his opponent has been finished twice via guillotine. Uh, so I, I could see maybe a similar scenario as I just was alluding to with Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Tagging your opponent and then you know finishing him via submission. So maybe O'Malley, you know, gets one of those counter strikes. He always lands, goes to the ground, and gets you know a slick uh, you know guillotine finish. Uh, look, he's 26 years old. He had a couple of hiccups. Uh, I think he actually should have two losses in his UFC career. He only has one. So th- there's too much risk with him and his injuries with his feet, his legs. Uh, it-, it bothers me. So yeah. Throw him into a parlay if you want to have some fun. Grab that submission win at twelve to one. That's the best plus money I've seen on him. So Jordan, of the fights that we have not discussed yet, uh, do you have any best bets remaining on some of the fighters or guys that we should have or ladies that we should have our, our, our eyes on for the fight card? I, I mean, I want to wait till later today on the weigh-in to see how Michelle Pahea handled the weigh-in. Uh, you know, if, if he's prepared, he was able to make the welterweight limit against Nico Price. I think that's a very winnable fight if his weight is on point because he learned his lesson years ago when he was dancing to the, to the octagon, tired himself out. Uh, he's matured as a fighter, and it's, it's a bad matchup for Nico Price if Michelle Pahea is on point. And then I'm also waiting for Yana Kunitskaya to be coming uh, in at plus money. It's basically a virtual pick em with her and Irene Aldana. But once Yana Kunitskaya gets into a, you know, a plus money situation, she does, I'm going to grab her as well. Okay. By the way, let's, let's say Connor you know, shocks a lot of people and wins the fight. Uh, what's next for him? Who would be the next fighter that he would take on? Well, if he wins the fight, he's fighting for the lightweight championship against Charles Oliveira. I think Dana White has made that clear. Either fighter, whoever wins the fight, is next in line for the lightweight strap. Um, and then I'll just throw it. If he loses, um, he's either boxing Jake Paul or Logan Paul, one of the Pauls, whatever, <laughs> or, he's, or he's fighting Nate Diaz. And I think, again, he mentioned that at the press conference. Yep, he did. He's the trilogy fight. Yep, you know, getting uh, uh, you know, figured out. So uh, a win, he's fighting for the title. Lost, he's likely fighting Nate Diaz uh, to finish up that trilogy. You know, that's uh, going to be a big Saturday night at Circa with the uh, the fight party and the third floor warehouse. It's going to be packed. Mike Palm was in here yesterday talking about it. it's probably going to be sold out. Don't discourage people from coming because you can still buy your way into the uh, party Saturday. But how about the prelims? That's one of the great things about UFC. There's so many good fights on the card, and we don't get a chance to talk about them all. In this segment, but how about some of the a couple of the prelim fights you think could be great fights, Jordan, that we really haven't discussed yet? Yeah, well, I mean, I, met, I just alluded to the Michelle Bahia and Nico Price. Mm-hmm. That fight is going to be awesome. 
Um, you know, look, it's always good to see Carlos Condit compete. Uh, you know, he's been doing it forever. Uh, and he fights Max Griffin. That's the headlining prelim fight. And then, you know, look, down down at the bottom of the prelims, Brad Tavares and uh, Amari Akhmedov, I think, uh, you know, should be a very entertaining fight at, at middleweight. And, you know, the first fight of the night is not lasting, I think, a round and a half. Uh, that's uh, Zang and Amadovsky. Uh, you know, both those guys, good offense, really no defense, mm-hmm. uh, if you know what I mean. So rock em, sock em, robot, you know, potentially in that, in that opener. Uh, but, yeah, top to bottom, great fight card, and, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. And I'll mention Ryan Hall. I mean, again, a guy that is such a specialist when it comes to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He can't get a fight. So seeing him actually being able to step into the octagon and compete, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's an underdog right now. I don't know if I really love his chances, but seeing a specialist like that that is so good in one area in jiu-jitsu, that's always fun to watch as well. Look at that lineup, Mitch. Eight fights on the prelim card. I, I think – at least five or six of those look like really good fights. Yeah, it's a massive card. You got to love it when they how they put. It's amazing how the UFC has blown by boxing. I mean, that was mm-hmm. like Jordan. That was a major discussion out here in Las Vegas, probably like fifteen years ago. When will the UFC catch up to boxing, if ever? Like that was like a serious like radio topic, and it didn't take long. It's completely left it in its dust. Yeah, one hundred percent. And obviously, also you get the disappointing news with Tyson Fury earlier yep. on this week. I mean, yeah. It, Look, it's it, it's great, and look again. Credit credit to Dana White; he's able to put on mm-hmm. fight cards, you know, months and months and a half into the pandemic, uh, and just you know continue to you know churn them out. And we got another great one tomorrow night. And again, for people who are just tuning in right now, you said that you bet Dustin Poirier a plus money a while back, and uh, your advice is to wait on this now because he's laying as high as a dollar forty, and just wait to see if that Irish money comes in on McGregor. Or, you know, a lot of public money changes that if you can grab, you know, Poirier at a much smaller price than, than where he's at right now. Yeah, that's very true. But again, I don't think he wins via decision. So you can get him at plus money right now inside the yeah. distance. So grab that because I don't see it going to the judge's scorecard. I mean, Conor McGregor doesn't go to the judge's scorecard. He's gone right. once, I believe, and that yeah. was against Nate Diaz. So, look, he's either finished or getting finished. And uh, you, get, you can get it at plus money right now uh, for Dustin inside the distance. Follow Jordan on Twitter. He is at Woodon1063. Uh, great discussion today, Jordan. Thanks so much for the time today. Good luck with your bets on Saturday night. All right, fellas. Enjoy the weekend. Yep. I would take a third <clears throat> fight between McGregor and Diaz. Any, any Conor fight's going to be popular. Yeah. There's no question about right. it. E- even if he boxes one of the Paul brothers, it's going to be a huge fight. Uh, I, I think he makes great points here. Poirier and McGregor, this, how surprised are you going to be if that goes to the judges? I, I will be shocked. Yeah, I, w- I right. would too. So if you, if you like Dustin, inside the distance right now, it's circa plus 150. I think that's the way to bet it. Yeah. I do. I don't know. i got to tell you, I don't like what I saw with Connor yesterday in the press conference. I would have been much happier or much more willing to actually get behind him as a plus money dog if he came out there and he just he shed that who he was before. And he didn't resort to... He tried to kick him in the stare down again. Yeah, he was acting like a clown. He, he was acting like a fool, but he was also trying to get inside his head. That's, that's exactly why, what he was trying to the do. Old Connor always tried to do. I, I didn't like the way he acted before the last fight. He was too nice. He was too respectful, and I think he realized that too. And that's why he, he kind of went to. He did the opposite uh, yesterday, and he, he tried yeah. to put on a show. Okay, right? you got me because uh, I, I, yeah. You're probably right with that. He was way too nice and respectful for the previous fight. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, rolling along here on a Friday with Mitch Moss and Matt Humans. Email is always open at FTM at VSIN.com.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. From the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. I thought this was a pretty cool video between Dana White and uh, Chad Ochocinco. This right. is from... Go ahead. I, I thought there was one part of this was pretty funny. How he had to explain to Ochocinco, fighters can't bet against themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course. This is courtesy of uh, Bleacher Report's betting Twitter handle. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, so they were talking for like a minute, and it was a good discussion about how betters – yeah, you're exactly right – how betters can actually put money down on themselves to win, but they can't bet against themselves, obviously. Pretty and he, obvious. Yeah, right? yeah. Here's here's that discussion. What's your opinion on fighters betting on themselves? It's interesting because, you know, they can. You can't bet on yourself. You can't bet against yourself. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, if you know where you're at physically, mentally, oh, oh, Connor's an underdog right now. And Connor's got a ton. Yeah, he's the underdog right now here in Vegas. Are you serious? Yeah. So if you, Dustin's a favorite right now in Vegas. Now, he's only the favorite because of the last fight. I think there's a lot of different reasons. I think a lot of people are wondering if Connor has that, you know, can he get that savage back? Can he, can he be that guy that he was when he won two titles? Um, but if you're Connor and you feel extremely confident in yourself, you definitely bet on yourself. What if uh, Connor walked up to a sports book close to the T-Mobile on Saturday and said, give me a million dollars on Poirier inside the distance? Would that be frowned upon? Yeah, I think it would be. <laughs> I bet it would be rejected. Well, that was Dana White talking to Ocho Cinco. And, uh, you know, that does happen from time to time. We, hell, we just had that in a UFC fight a couple of weeks ago we talked about where a guy put, he, he was down to maybe his last fight in the UFC. He put his entire purse, which was $25,000, on himself to win the fight. And he lost on points. He lost by decision, right? Yeah, I think it was a split decision, split actually. Decision. And we had this years ago when uh, McGregor was actually fighting Mayweather. And Mayweather wanted to bet the under, right? He actually, yeah. I think, tried that day. For some reason, they wouldn't let him bet it, though, right? I think that was at the M out here. I believe you're right. But he went, and, and Floyd does that a lot, by the way. Like, he shows up, has a couple he has of... His uh, people show up. He's got a couple of bag men with him, mm-hmm. right? And they have the... I've seen that happen, by the way. That happened one time randomly. I think I was at the Orleans of all spots. That's where he bets. Uh, Floyd would bet at the Orleans and the M Resort. And the M. Yeah. And here he walks up, and you know he's got the hoodie on so people can't recognize him. And then you have, he's got like, you know, I think um, LRB is normally with him and then a couple of other guys and they walk up to the window. He's got sunglasses, essentially unnoticed because when you walk through like incognito and kind of like in a disguise almost, people aren't going to recognize him. Mm -hmm. And then he plops up duffel bag after duffel bag and he's there at the window for however long it takes, 10, 15 minutes. And then he walks away. Actually, when that one time at the Orleans when he was walking away, that's when people started to recognize who he was, and they're like starting to file over towards him. And I think he took like a photo or two, but then they bailed and got out of there. Floyd's a small guy too. He is. If you see him, you see him in person, you'll be stunned by how tiny uh, Floyd is. He's a good dude though. Sometimes uh, can be, very, can be. Yeah, he can be. Uh, I covered boxing for years, and Floyd was always entertaining and uh, cool to deal with. I know there's going to be some people who. Uh, Disagree with that and say that uh, he's a bad character, obviously, and uh, he's got a track record. But uh, Floyd Floyd loves to bet sports. He does. And he's got his people. He'll fire. I don't think he was a big winner. He would only post winning tickets. Right. Not too many guys like to brag about their losers, <laughs> especially Floyd. But, you know, as far as that Connor discussion quickly, Dana's talking about, yeah, you know, Connor can bet a million on himself. Seriously. Connor has hundreds of millions of dollars right. at this point, especially because of his whiskey and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a million-dollar bet that what Connor would make on himself. not that big a deal. It's really not that big. It's not that big a deal. No. I think it's much bigger for that fighter who put his $25,000 uh-huh. on himself, and that was about all he had, Justin James. That was about yeah. all he had. I think right? you're spot on. Yeah, so that was a much bigger bet for him. Yeah, he doesn't have a uh, – Whiskey line to fall back on. No, he doesn't. That's worth you know five hundred million he's or whatever. Still got to pay his team, and all yeah. if he loses, and he loses his purse, he's still got to pay everybody in his team. Yeah. Now it would be interesting if if uh, you know Connor would walk up somewhere and said, "Can I get ten million on myself?" And a, and a book would somehow take that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they. I, you know, I wonder how big of a fight 
What's the biggest bet any book would take on Connor if you walked up to the window today and said, I want this much money on myself? Derek Stevens were here right now. We could ask him, hey, if if Connor's team wanted to place a bet on him, how much would you take? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. I wonder how books would uh, look at that, actually. Um, I'll tell you, in years past, they'd probably take whatever because the handle on a Connor McGregor fight would be absolutely insane. Yeah. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, some big names are deciding on their futures this week. One of the most important players on any team announced his return. And who do we like in the future market because of the news? We'll tell you that coming up next. UFC 264 on Saturday. Bet Rivers is offering $50 in free bets to all new users. Simply deposit $25 and use code 50free. You get $50 in free bets, which you can use on the fight and to make your experience more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Again, uh, that code is 50free. You get the $50 in free bets. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey, and you must be 21. Matt, typically uh, in any like normal year, there's absolutely zero chance that I would have a college basketball future or mm-hmm. futures as right. of yet, or would we even talk college basketball uh, during July? But with this, uh, you know, kind of the new world that we live in and the transfer portals and because of the, you know, post-pandemic stuff, uh, players were making up their minds pretty much this week what they were going to do. Are they going to stay in the draft? Are they going to you know, come back to the team that they played for last year? Are they going to enter the transfer portal? We got some uh, big news yesterday, a tweet from College Basketball on Fox, saying that he's back, Johnny Juzang. I was uh, surprised. That he withdrew from the draft? Yeah, yeah, he had such a good Final Four, and yep. I thought, you know, you got to capitalize when your stock is peaking, and I thought Johnny Juzang was going to be gone. UCLA was still loaded even without him. Yep. Uh, he comes back. Uh, yeah, there was some there was some impactful news in college basketball the past couple of days with uh, some big time players coming back to school. Do you have a future bet on UCLA? I don't have any futures bet in, in college hoops yet, and uh, I don't plan on making any right now. But I can I can tell you, you know, there's no secrets. Kansas is loaded. They are loaded next year. Remy Martin transferred from Arizona State to Kansas, mm-hmm. and that team. And by the way, Kansas got good news, too, with uh, players coming back. Kansas is absolutely loaded. UCLA is loaded. No secret. I think you can grab UCLA. I saw one book yesterday, 16 to 1. Oh, you saw 16, the highest. It, okay. four, it might have been 14. It was 14 or 16, right? Okay. That number. Because yeah. I almost bet it. And I said, nah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to shop around, see if I can find a better number. Uh, because UCLA, anywhere around 15 to 1, I think is a good buy price. That, that team has got a ton of talent. Yes, they do. And with Johnny Juzang coming back, that's huge news. Uh, Remy Martin going to Kansas. You look at that Kansas roster. Wow, that's impressive. They are deep pretty much everywhere <clears throat> next year. Best team in the Big Ten could be Purdue. Got top, I think, seven scorers back and two outstanding recruits coming in. Uh, Michigan is also going to be loaded. Michigan Hun- is. Hunter Dickinson's coming back. They are. I'm not going to bet them on the future be, uh, market because the number is so low on Michigan. Right. 
So I, I don't want a piece of them at this point, but they are absolutely loaded, and I would expect that team to make a very deep run again next year. Michigan and Purdue, probably the top two teams in the Big Ten, but I, just, I think the Big Ten is going to be really good at the top. Uh, Kofi Coburn might come back to Illinois. Now, he, didn't he put his name in the transfer portal? He did. He did. So it, he's, his status is still up in the air, correct? Yes. I, I hadn't. So as of right now, I haven't noticed anything yet, but the day that he announced that he was going to enter the transfer portal, like Kentucky was the first ne- team that I saw mm-hmm. out there, right? Yeah. And Kentucky, all of a sudden, because of transfers and recruits that he brings in, they're like 10 deep now already, right, right. even without him. But if he goes there, that's a game changer potentially down in Lexington. Oh, there's no doubt. He's, I've called him many times, the shack of the Big Ten. Yeah, that's right. That's what Kofi Coburn is. And I don't think Illinois actually uh, capitalized on his abilities last year and went to him enough in yep. the paint. Uh, Illinois didn't really uh, play high IQ basketball last season. That's a team that should have been better. Uh, Kofi Coburn's a dominant Essentially dominant big man in college basketball. You think Coach Cal, Cal Perry, got his uh, butt kicked enough last year that he said, enough of this. Yep. With all the transfers and all the talent out there, I'm going to reload right away, and that's what Kentucky's doing. I think you look at the best teams in college hoops right now, you have to look at Kansas, UCLA. Uh, I think Michigan, Michigan and Purdue will be in there, and uh, Kentucky is going to be back. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to throw Duke in there as well. Duke's got a really talented recruiting class, and we'll see. But I've still got to do a lot of homework on this because there's been so much player movement. Oh, my God. That um, it's kind of hard to keep up with everything that's happening in college football and college basketball. This is a really unique year, but uh, I I will say this. With Johnny Juzang coming back to UCLA, if you can find around 15 to 1 out there, go ahead and make that bet. That's one bet I was thinking about making. I've noticed some – like voters who are releasing their top 25 polls at this point who said that uh, now UCLA is actually ahead of Gonzaga in the rankings because Gon- oh. Gonzaga is sick again next year. Gonzaga is going to be pretty good, but Chet Holmgren, is, he's a freshman. He's really skinny, yep. and uh, I think he's got some maturing to do. I'm not quite as high in Gonzaga as some people are. I think they definitely they're lost gonna a lot. Jay- they're going to miss Jalen Suggs. Yeah, they're going to miss sure. some of those. Corey Kispert. Those guys are going to be missed, so... I think Gonzaga is a little overrated in the betting market right now, and mm-hmm. some of these other teams you could probably find some value on in the future. Tell you, I bet uh, Villanova, I think it was, I can go back and look, I want to say it was like late April when I bet that team. I saw 22-1, to 1, and I think they had some news at the time, like if they either landed another recruit or a guy announced that he's going to come back. And I think Villanova right now is in that 12-1 to 1 range, 14-1 to 1 range, but I think that they're going to be awesome again next year. Yeah, I love Villanova too. And Colin Gillespie's coming back from knee surgery. Right. And so he's going to be back, and I, you know I loved Villanova before he went down last year, even though it wasn't a very good team on the defensive end of the floor. But a lot of stuff to look at in terms of college hoops futures, and don't forget, Chris Beard moved to Texas, <laughs> right? And uh, Beard is putting together a pretty good roster at Texas, and you can get the Longhorns right now. I think at around thirty to one, or maybe a little bit better. Yeah, so, very true. Yeah. Uh, I think Super Seventy Sports on Twitter is a very good handle to yeah, follow. Yes, it is. They sent out a, a photo that that Nike photo of Bo Jackson in the shoulder pads and the bat. Uh, he doesn't have a shirt on um, this week. And it said in 1989, Bo Jackson had 32 home runs and 105 RBIs and then averaged five and a half yards per carry in the fall in the NFL. Think about that for a minute. Um, unbelievable, right? I have. And if not for that hip injury, is how he at, awesome would Bo Jackson have been? Is he at the very top of the list of uh, well, what, he's what at could the top have been? Of my list. I think a lot of people are going to debate this because Bo didn't have the longevity. And you'll say, well, he's not in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame's about 
how many years you do it. Like it's uh, you have to have an extended career. Uh-huh. What Bo Jackson did in baseball and the NFL simultaneously, I, I think he's the greatest athlete of our lifetimes. You know, we're about fifty years old. I don't disagree with that. I really don't. I heard Charles Barkley say last week that. Tom Brady's the greatest athlete of all time. Shut up with that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady is the most accomplished. Yeah, with seven Super, Super Bowl wins, but most sure. accomplished is much different from the greatest. Brady's by not even close to the greatest athlete. No, I mean, what Bo Jackson did, I mean, what he was capable of doing in two different sports at the same exact time right. was just, I mean, what, what Otani doing right now, we're, we're blown away by that. Yeah. Jackson did it in two different two sports. sports. Yeah. At, at an all-star level or, or Pro Bowl level in both of them. I mean, he was a total freak. Right. when he In the all-star game, when he climbed center field with his feet <laughs> to make that catch, he's going 1,000 miles. Who could do that? Look at some of those football highlights with the Raiders. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, sports better. VSIN contributor William Hill on the program next. Uh, is he fading the Yankees today? Who does he like in Game 3 of the NBA Finals? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing you plenty of ways to get in on the action during UFC 264. For this fight, only new DraftKings customers can bet a dollar to win $264 on either main event fighter to win by first round KO. Just use the promo code VSIN when you sign in today. DraftKings Sportsbook, bet with the only top-rated sportsbook app that matters. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans here on a Friday. We are efforting... William Hill, VSIN contributor. Did you notice that there was uh, this strong earthquake? Two of them yesterday. One near Reno Tahoe that I think came in at like a 5.9, and another one close to the Bay Area at like a 4.8. They came in with like 60 seconds of uh, each one happening. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't feel it. And uh, I don't think that it, it wasn't felt down here. In I didn't know it wasn't here. No, I don't no. Think so. You yeah. said it was up around Reno, but. Um, You've been in earthquakes, right? One time. I've, I've only been in really minor earthquakes, like below five, I think. Uh, so it's no big deal. What was the biggest one you were? You lived in the Bay Area for, what, five years? Uh, you know, a couple of years. The it biggest was only one, a couple of years? But the biggest one I was in, it was in the four range, four point something. I don't remember the exact decimal point on it, but um, it was very close to where I lived. I was like to the epicenter, like maybe within a mile, it was close to El Cerrito, California. I was brushing my teeth at 5.30 in the morning to go to work. It was a weekday. I am not joking. I cannot say what I said at the time because the words just came out of my mouth. And they, you know, I grabbed the sink and I was like, it felt like a semi was hitting the apartment complex. That's how things were shaking. I'm like, what is happening? I'm screaming. And that was what, a 4.5? Whatever it was, yeah. yeah. And it wakes my wife up who's from the Bay Area. And she's like, would you shut up and go back to bed? (laughs) It's It's a minor earthquake. She was, she was there. She was very close in 1989. Her parents uh, lived there. Her dad was on an off-ramp. And uh, it, it felt like the off-ramp was going to like collapse. I bet. And he had no control of the car on the off-ramp in 1989 during the World Series when that happened. Talk about scary. Oh, my God. You saw that video of the cars collapsing? Yeah. Oh, good God. Uh, William Hill joins the program, Sports Better VEASAN contributor. Uh, hey, Will, how are you today? What's going on, guys? Got some technical issues just because of uh, this storm here. No, no Wi-Fi. It's uh, I don't know how much baseball we're going to be playing here on the East Coast because it is uh, it is pouring here on the East Coast. It is. Yeah, I noticed that we had a couple of games obviously postponed yesterday. Did you fade? Matt was on the Mariners yesterday. Did you join him in that? Did you fade the Yankees yesterday? And are you going to be, you know, looking to fade them tonight? Matt is a smarter man than I am. I. Uh, I thought the Yankees, you know, as good as Gilbert pitched, I thought they had something going. They scored a bunch of runs the, the few games prior, but, man, they, they've just reverted back to who they are, which is just a mediocre team. Uh, this is now 17 innings in a row without a run. They got one hit yesterday, and to me, the most surprising stat of all was this is the first time this year they've been one hit. It seems like they're one hit every week or every other <laughs> week. Uh, just an average team, and, you know, just, just to show you their lack of awareness situationally, they're down 4 nothing in the ninth inning. LeMahieu gets hit by a pitch. And LeMahieu gets mad, and the whole bench gets mad. It's like, you idiots, you should be doing cartwheels down a first base. You're down four <laughs> runs in the ninth inning. Nobody's trying to hit you on purpose. Like, have a clue. Yeah, and then Aaron Judge hits into a double play, and the game's over. Uh, Gilbert, had he threw seven innings, one hit, no walks, struck out eight, retired the final 18 batters he faced yesterday. Okay, so the Yankees, 
uh, take that show on the road now to Houston. What can you tell us about Nestor Cortez, the lefty for the Yankees, is going to start opposite Jake Odorizzi uh, tonight. And um, are you going to lay the price with the Astros? Well, I can tell you Nestor Cortez is a left-handed pitcher, and the Astros, as much as we all hated them, they have a loaded lineup, and they destroy left-handed pitching. Yep. Um, this is just going to be a tough matchup for the Yankees. It's going to be hard to keep that Astros lineup under, you know, five or six runs. And just the way the Yankees are offensively, they're just so inconsistent. Scoring five or six runs is not easy. It feels like they're behind in every single game. So I'm going to lay that price with Houston. It looks a little short to me. Um, you know, this is just a really good Houston lineup top to bottom, and, and they absolutely destroy left-handed pitching. So this line looks a little cheap. Uh, I don't, I, you know, Cortez has pitched pretty well. But this is, this is a different animal here pitched against the Astros. So I like Houston here. Yeah, I'm with you here too. I- I think I'm going to lay it with the Astros. It's minus 136 at William Hill, 137 at DraftKings, 145 at Circus Sports. Mitch, uh, put this in perspective uh, with the Houston offense, okay? The Astros lead MLB in runs scored with 488. Another team in first place in their division, the Mets, have scored 303 runs. Oh, my God. 185 fewer than Houston. Uh, The Astros also lead MLB in run run differential at plus 140. Plus 140. The Yankees come into tonight's game minus three. Is that right? On the season. Good observations. Yeah, so I think uh, I think the Astros are a pretty good bet against the Yankees tonight as well. By the way, right now in baseball, we talk about it being a uh, sport of streaks. 29 of the 30 teams have winning or losing streaks of one or two games right now. The Rays are the only team with a streak of more than one or two games, and that's the Rays with a four-game winning streak. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I noticed some overnight movement, Will, on this uh, Braves-Marlins game. Braves opened up minus 140. Uh, that trickled down about a good you know, 12, 15 cents or so. How are you betting this? This is Morton against Thompson. Yeah, I'm going to go under first five. These guys actually pitched against each other five days ago on the 4th of July. And if you look at the final, it was 8-7. You think, oh, high-scoring game. But it was 2-1 after five innings, just a typical MLB where the first five under cashes and then the full game flies over the total. Uh, Thompson's thrown the ball really well for, for the Miami Marlins. Um, Morton, after a bad start, has pitched really well. So I'm going to go here. I think the first five total, I'm seeing a three and a half, but there's definitely some fours out there. So as always, shop around, get the best number, especially with these first five totals, because a run, a half a run is all the difference in the world. So I look for a lower scoring game. You know, Miami can't really hit. That's a big ballpark too in Miami, not conducive to runs. It's, it's hard to hit the ball out of the ballpark there. So not sure we'll end up getting this game in down in, in Florida, but I, if we do play, I like the under of the first five. A rough one last night for those who bet the Nationals full game against the Padres. Again, they're up 8 nothing, and I had them first five, and it's 8-7 before you can blink with Max Scherzer on the mound. Oh. Like, how am I going to lose this bet? They won first five. They lost the game. Now they have to regroup, and they're on uh, the road against San Francisco, and they're catching a healthy number here. I'm looking at, uh, you know, plus 155 range, I think. Um, against uh, the Giants in San Francisco here. Do you like the Nationals tonight? I do like the Nationals. I just like fading pitchers that are off the injured list. Webb hasn't pitched in five or six weeks, and I just think it's hard to you know come off the injured list and get your rhythm, be sharp. So I'm not sure how I'm going to attack it. You could t- go first five. You could just take them you know, for the full game at a plus price. I'll probably try to isolate my handicap and go first five just to bet against Webb. But uh, that was pretty cool last night. I mean, that's why I hope they never get rid of the DH. I don't know if you guys saw that, but the relief pitcher for the Padres hit an absolute missile, grand slam, off of Scherzer. A ball, basically, it wasn't even a strike. It was just, you know, a few inches off the ground, and he ropes it 
you know, 30 rows back into right field for a grand slam. This is a relief pitcher who just got called up. You know, you figure you go up there and strike out. It was with two strikes, too. So one of the cooler things about baseball in, you know, hopefully they keep the uh, – the, the pitchers hitting in the NL because that was just an awesome moment. And yeah, we watched terrible it. Terrible loss for Washington. Yeah, we watched it and we talked about it. And um, he was called up. That's his first major league hit. It's a grand slam off Max Scherzer, and he's a pitcher and it, who grew up in San Diego. I actually think that might be the coolest story of the first half of the baseball season. It was really good. And the, that's amazing. That crowd at Peco again was just phenomenal last night. God, do they love this team? And why not? They're exciting. Uh, Slam Diego was back last night. Has Max Scherzer ever given up a grand slam to a pitcher? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no on this that. Guy spent one. ten years in the minor leagues. Uh, that's yeah. just an amazing story last night. Was, yeah. uh, I'm I glad think two we pitchers our, have given uh, up grand slams this year. I think two pitchers have hit grand slams this year, and they're uh-huh. both against the Nationals. I forget who the other one was, but I think I saw that stat. Okay. Uh, are you betting the Bucks in Game Three? Haven't decided yet. Probably. I think you know it's. As bad as they played at times in the playoffs, I don't think this is one of those days where you can come on and kill them. I thought they played okay yesterday. They they, they missed a lot of shots in game one. I thought yesterday they played well. Uh, Giannis wasn't good last night. Giannis was great. He just didn't get a lot of help. Um, but, I mean, look, it's we could talk about these games that were blue in the face. I mean, when you're going to give up 20 of 40 from three, you're just going to lose the game. And Phoenix just, they, they out, outnumbered them with the math. I mean, they made 20 of 40 from three. The Bucks, I think, hit nine threes, and that was just the difference. I think there's some encouraging signs for the Bucks. I think, you know, losing Saric, losing Torrey Craig, the Suns really rely on their depth. That could hurt them. Um, I, I think the Bucks will win games. I, you know, I don't think, you know, I think it's probably 50-50 whether they get both of these in Milwaukee, which they need. If they go back to Phoenix down 3-1, it's probably over, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I probably lean towards Milwaukee in game three. I, I, I saw some encouraging things from from the Bucks yesterday. It looked like they were going to get back into the game. They just couldn't get over the hump. Every I feel like the whole second half was played between 5 and 10. Every time they cut it to 5, the Suns would get a run to get it up back up to double digits. Every time it got to double digits, the Bucks would cut it to 5. There was that killer sequence where I think it was either a 5 or 6 point game. It might have been a 6 point game. Suns missed a 3 offensive rebound, missed another 3 offensive oh, rebound. Yeah. Then eventually Paul splashed a 3 and that just seemed like the dagger. They just couldn't get over the hump where they could cut it to one possession. And, you know, Phoenix is just solid. And there's something to be said, too. I, I'm sure you guys can appreciate this as betters. When you make every free throw, I mean, we've all lost games where teams miss free throws. There's nothing more frustrating. The Suns hit every free throw, and that's that's a good uh, that's a good quality to have as a team. They're deep. They're well coached. You know, you trust Paul and Booker with the ball in their hands late. So I think you have to favor them in the series. Obviously, you got to have to beat them four out of the next five. And, you know, look, if you're Phoenix, unless you lose the next four, you at least got a game seven in your building. So as well as Milwaukee's played, I, I, I do think, you know, this is Phoenix's series, although I do think Milwaukee will win games. Well, we have 30 seconds. You made a week one NFL bet. Who was it on? Jags minus two and a half. I just think this is more about where the line's going. I think once Watson's declared out, this is going to go to three, three and a half. I wouldn't rule out going to four. I just know how betters react. Once they see Watson out, they're going to bet against the Texans. So. I just think you're getting the best of the number here if you could lay two and a half with Jacksonville. Follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Read him every week, Point Spread Weekly. You can get it at vcin.com slash subscribe. Thanks, pal. See you guys. vcin.com slash subscribe. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks you, you know what? i got to stop stealing his thunder. Whenever we have him on, on the show, I promote that for him. He's a good company man. He's, he likes he, to do it himself, though. He likes you know to what? do the promo. Uh, Ian McDonald, vcin uh, viewer, says, not only was it the first Grand Slam... Allowed to a pitcher by Scherzer. It was the first homer he's given up to a pitcher. 
the first homer ever to a pitcher. That's according from uh, Ian wow. McDonald of VSIN Stats and Info. We'll talk some uh, NBA Finals with three-time champion Bruce Bowen in the next hour. How does he expect the Bucks to respond in Game 3 as it goes back to Milwaukee? We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.